Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. This is Friday, July 5th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 693, seven episodes away from the big 700 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject all time that being of course professional wrestling first off we will start things off of course as always with our wrestling news abuse here segment which will be brought to us by our 2017 hall of fame news tag team king ice represented here tonight by the ice man himself jd jared geralmo jd is a 2015 and 17 wws hall of famer and also part of the team that brings you wws raw radio every monday afternoon right here on talkshoe.com uh, of course, as you know, the human suplex machine, John Gross, is, of course, will not will be on with here with us tonight. So I'll be taking care of your wrestling history and birthdays here for this evening as well. <clears throat> Before we go any further with our itinerary for tonight, let us welcome JD into what should be a 100% ribeye explosive and USDA choice ground beef dynamic <laughs> episode 693 of Revolution. Well, I'm trying to get on, but I can't get on. So I have no news to report right now. So let's just go to the birthdays and dates. Okay. All right. Well, I may have a couple of things I'm, I'll help you out with right there, JD, if you uh, need help with that. Uh, tonight, our live video feed here comes to us from one of our older veteran groups here in the WWS stable of groups on Facebook, WWS Nitro Thunder. If you care to if you care to join us here, of course, for Revolution episode 693 through our live video feed from Nitro Thunder tonight, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Nitro Thunder list. If you care to join us through talkshoe.com, the phone number as always is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID. Um, one- let me call right back. Okay. Zero one three eight. 
pound. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, it will be pretty much uh, almost kind of a uh, kind, kind of a, of course, a fun night tonight. Of course, it is, as it is each and every Friday night, of course, here on Revolution. Of course, uh, we hope to hear from, of course, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the Friday Night Delight, Danny from Oak Park, uh, to give us their take about everything going on that went on this past week, of course, including last weekend's AEW Fighter Fest pay-per-view, as well as what happened on Raw, SmackDown, and all the wrestling news, of course, making the rounds here as well. Uh, so <clears throat> we'll, uh, so like I said, we'll have a we'll have a big old fun time here this evening. Of course, if, any, if anything, of course, does come up here, we'll definitely here talk about it and bring it here to you here this evening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, JD, as you've been hearing, JD has been having a little bit of difficulty with his internet. So uh, right now, we're going to start things off here with. Uh, I normally would say we would start with the news, but he is, I think, trying to get get that all squared away. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and go on with the rest of the history and birthdays here, filling in tonight for the human suplex machine, John Gross. <clears throat> for, of course, uh, for today, obviously, uh, 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 July the 5th. Let's go ahead here and bring it here to us here tonight. I think I see JD is popping back on. JD, I think, are you back with us? I'm back. It was just a technical glitch here, and we're back. My network was out for a few minutes, too, because I was watching a couple of WCW shows, however, and uh, now we're back, yes. Okay. All right, I'll go ahead and just take care of the history, then you just get yourself set up here, bud. Give me some time to do that, so you go ahead. Right. Now you can sit back and relax while I just go and read the history here for today, uh, July the 5th. Uh, let's see here. We got, oh, we got an old moment here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. 104 years ago today, which looks like it would put it at, uh, let's see, 100, uh, 1915, I believe that's what it sounds about, right? In Omaha, Nebraska, Joe Stetcher defeated Charlie Cutler to win the world heavyweight title. 33 years ago today, which would put it at 1986, WrestleMania II aired in its entirety on cable network Showtime. It's believed to be the last time a WrestleMania aired in full on a paid cable network. Hmm. 27 years ago today, we put it at 1992. Yes. In Atlanta, Georgia, the Miracle of Violence Connection, the late, the late Terry Gordy and the late Steve Williams, defeated the Steiner Brothers to win the WWE World Tag Team titles. At the same event, and I, have to, I hate to say, use this term again, the late Brad Armstrong defeated Scotty Flamingo, who that wasn't Scotty Flamingo was was he Raven? Yeah, he was Raven. Right. Okay, thank you. Uh, he defeated Scotty Flamingo to win the WCW light heavyweight title. Armstrong would be the last man to hold the title. A knee injury sidelined Armstrong following the match with the Great Muda in Sapporo, Japan, a few weeks later, and Armstrong was stripped of the title in September. Though the tournament was in the works to crown a new champion, the tournament never took place, and the title was abandoned just 11 months after it was commissioned. 25 years ago today, which we put it at 1994, let's see, that's right, in Uniondale, New York, jury selection began in the Vince McMahon federal steroid trial. McMahon was indicted in November 1993 on two counts of steroid distribution and one count of conspiracy to distribute steroids. This came after George Zahorian, then, then a ringside physician working for the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission, 
was convicted on 12 counts of distributing and selling steroids in 1991. Zahorian was the first man convicted on such charges after stricter regulations took effect in 1988 to some 40 wrestlers and bodybuilders. Hmm. If McMahon was convicted, he could have faced up to 11 years in federal prison and $1.5 million in fines. Here's a recap of the first days presented in the New York Times the day after. In his opening statement, the prosecutor, Sean O'Shea, said that steroids were distributed, in quotation marks, like candy to World Wrestling Federation performers by Dr. George T. Zahorian, a Harrisburg, Pennsylvania doctor. Dr. Zahorian obtained the drugs from the Rugby Darby, Rugby Darby Pharmaceutical Company of Westbury. I think that's, uh, I guess that was Long Island. L-I-E-S, Long Island. Okay. Mr. O'Shea said, adding that McMahon and Titan Sports employees then engaged in an elaborate money laundering scheme to hide the purchases they made they had made from Dr. Zahorian. Dr. Zahorian was convicted in 1991 of illegally distributing steroids to professional wrestlers. He is expected to testify for the prosecution on Thursday, some axes to grind. But lawyers for Titan Sports and Mr. McMahon contended that the company had nothing to do with the purchase of steroids by Dr. Zahorian, his distribution of them, <clears throat> or the wrestler's decision to use them. Laura A. Brevetti, a lawyer for Mr. McMahon, said in her opening remarks to the jury, you will not hear of shady figures on street corners or that there were children or teenagers involved. Jerry S. McDevitt, uh, the lawyer for Titan Sports, said that besides Dr. Zahorian's legitimate purchase of steroids from the Long Island drug wholesaler, the case was not connected with the United States District Court, Eastern District of New York, because the steroid sales to the wrestlers occurred in Pennsylvania, and that anyway, Titan Sports did not act improperly. He also said that former Federation wrestlers scheduled to testify for the prosecution, in quotation marks, have access to grind against Mr. McMahon. Mr. O'Shea, the prosecutor, said Mr. McMahon urged and cajoled wrestlers to take steroids so they would have the muscular look that would appeal to audiences. But Ms. Brevetti said that Mr. McMahon simply required that his wrestlers be in shape, steroids or no steroids. Besides Dr. Zahorian, the government will call the wrestling superstar Hulk Hogan, who of course his real name is Terry Jean Bollea, for whom prosecutors say Mr. McMahon has specifically obtained steroids. Mr. Hogan now wrestles for a rival organization, Ted Turner's World Championship Wrestling Promotions. Other witnesses to be called by the prosecution will include Doug Sages, Chief Financial Officer of Titan Sports, and Emily Feinberg, Mr. McMahon's former executive assistant, who will detail machinations, the prosecutors say, at Titan Sports, testifying of drug sales. Mr. McMahon, who underwent surgery last month for a herniated disc, sat in court listening to testimony wearing a heavy neck brace. Also looking on was a mix of reporters, girlfriends of testifying wrestlers, and the curious. One wrestler, off of the Wild Samoan, came to came by to lend moral support to Mr. McMahon. After opening statements, the prosecution called two wrestlers who had brief careers in the World Wrestling Federation, Randy Moondog Rex Collie and Thomas Zink. Both testified that Dr. Zahorian, who had been hired by the Pennsylvania Athletic Commission to examine wrestlers, regularly sold the wrestlers steroids at shows in Hershey, Pennsylvania. You took off your shirt, he examined you, and you left with a bag of drugs if you paid for them, Mr. Zink testified. But he said he never bought steroids from Dr. Zahori. Other, 
Under cross-examination, both wrestlers said that Mr. McMahon had not bought steroids for them or instructed them to take the drugs. The trial would last two and a half weeks. Among those that took the stand during the trial were Hulk Hogan, who had recently signed with WCW, and Kevin Wachholz, is the best way I can pronounce his name, who had a brief stint with the company as Nails. Wachholz infamously admitted under oath that he hated Vince McMahon. He still held the grudge when McMahon only given him $8,000 for his match at SummerSlam 92. Kevin later assaulted McMahon, and he got fired. Wachholz was painted as a bitter ex-employee and may have played a part in McMahon ultimately being acquitted on all charges later in the month. 20 years ago today, we put it at 1999, WCW presented Nitro from the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, Georgia. 25,338 were in attendance, but only 19,500 people actually paid. Hmm, okay. In the show's main event, WCW World Heavyweight Champion Kevin Nash defeated Sid Vicious via disqualification. On the same show, Scott Steiner is stripped of the United States title and is awarded to David Flair. This will be the last event at the Georgia Dome until WrestleMania 27. The show also featured a performance by Megadeth and the return of Bill Goldberg, who had been off television since going to a no contest with Sting and Slamboree. The show's finish inspired the Botchamania Mamie Send for the Man. Hmm, okay. The unannounced return of Goldberg does little to turn the tide in the Monday Night Wars. That week's Raw, headlined by The Rock defeating Triple H in a steel cage match and the Hardy Boys' first WWF Tag Team title win, beats Nitro soundly 6.2 to 3.3. 19 years ago today, put it at the year 2000, Triple H presented Triple Mania, uh, Triple Mania 8 from Korakuen Hall in Tokyo. This was the first time Triple A's signature event took place outside of Mexico since Triple Mania 3A in Chicago in 1996 and the first to take place outside North America. Here are the matches that took place at this event. Octagon Cito defeated Mini Abismo Negro. Grand Apache defeated Oscar Sevilla. El Oriental and Esther Marino went to a double countout with Pentagon and Hachil Hamada. I guess that's how you pronounce it. I'm, I'm just guessing. Pero Guayo Jr., El Aliabre, and Pathfinder defeated Los Vatos Locos, who was El Picudo, Charlie Manson, and Esperito. Team Japan, Naomichi Marafuji, Minoru Tanaka, and Yuki Horiguchi, and Los Vipers, Hysteria, Psychosis 2, and, and, and Maniaco, and Maniaco, I suppose I'll just pronounce that word. In a Four Corners Trios Elimination match, Heavy Metal in Tiger Mask 4 defeated Kickboxer and Yoshinobu Kanimaru. Otagon, Jushin Liger, Latin Lover, and El Ale, El, Ale, oh Alejabre defeated Cibernetico, Shima Nobu, Nobunaga, Abismo Negro, and Electroshock. 17 years ago today, 2002, AAA presented Triple Mania 10 from Centro de Convenciones de Madero in Madero, Mexico. Dos Caras Jr., Esther Marino, Pimpinela Escalada, and Mascarada Sagrada defeated Mini Abismo Negro, Shoot Fighting, Sexy Sisis, and Tiffany. Mascara Sagrada defeated Pentagon, 
Mascara Molina and Octagon in a tag team versus mask versus mask match. As Mascara Molina was pinned, he was forced to unmask. Latin lover La Parca, El Aliabre, and Granda defeated Leatherface, Cibernetico, Abismo Negro, and the Monster. It's the best way. It's, like it's, it's a combination of monster and ester. That's what it looks like. Los Diabolicos, Mr. Condor, Angel Mortal, and El Gallego. I am guessing at these. Wow. And Grand Apache defeated Los Vipers, Maniaco, Hysteria, Psychosis 2, and Moscow de la Merced 2 in a Lucha de Apuestas match. As Maniaco lost, he was forced to have his head shaved. Heavy Metal defeated Sangre Chicana, El Oriental, Electroshock, Mayflowers, and El Brazo in a referee hair versus hair match. As Sangre Chicana was defeated, his referee, El Tirtana's head, was shaved. Ten years ago today, which we put it at 2009, in Tokyo, Japan, Apollo 55, Razuki Taguchi and Prince Devitt, of course, Prince Devitt we now know was Finn Balor, Defeated the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. Seven years ago today, 2012, Kenny King headlines a group of wrestlers making their teammate debut in, attempt, in an attempt to rebuild the X Division. King at the time was one half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions with Rhett Titus. His appearance on Impact gets him in trouble with and ultimately fired by Ring of Honor. Four years ago today, put it at 2015, New Japan Pro Wrestling presented Dominion 7-5 from Osaka Castle Hall in Osaka, Japan. And let me go ahead and, and this is going to be fun, so get ready for this wild ride right here. Manabu Nakanishi, Mascara Dorada, Razuki Taguchi, Sho Tanaka, and Yuji Nagata defeated Ken, Tenjoy of Tenjoy Kojima. Also, Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, and Yoei Komamatsu. Young Bucks, of course, Matt and Nick Jackson defeated Raponigi Vice, who was Beretta and Rocky Romero, and Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly to retain the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Tetsuya Naido and Tomoaki Hamna defeated Bullet Club, Bad Luck File, and Yujiro Takahashi. Katsuyori Shibata defeated Kazushi, Kazushi Sakuraba. Kushida defeated Kenny Omega to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Togi Makabe defeated Tomohiro Ishii to retain the Never Openweight title. Bullet Club, of course, Gallows and Anderson, defeated the Kingdom, Matt Taven and Michael Bennett to win the IWGP Tag Team titles. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Toru Yanu. Hiroki Goto defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to retain the IWGP Intercontinental title. Kazuchika Okada defeated AJ Styles to win the IWGP Heavyweight title. We have a very interesting birthday today. Happy 30th birthday to Austin Jenkins, best known to wrestling fans as Adam Cole, baby. Cole's a former. Yes, Cole, thank you. Cole is a former two-time Ring of Honor World Heavyweight and World TV Champion and holds the record for the longest-reigning pro wrestling guerrilla world champion for reigning company history at 538 days. He's the winner of Combat Zone Wrestling's Best of the Best 
Best of Best 10 Tournament in 2011, Maryland Championship Wrestling's Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup in 2012, and the 2014 Survival of the Fittest and with Wrestling Silver Newsletter's Rookie of the Year in 2010. As of 2017, Jenkins is a free agent, having recently wrestled his final bouts for Ring of Honor and Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. He's also the super indie champion of International Wrestling Cartel. And, of course, now, ladies and gentlemen, just a little bit more of an update. As you know, he is currently in NXT. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he holding the NXT title right now, Adam Cole? J.D.? Isn't Adam Cole holding the NXT title, or who's holding it? Yep, he's, uh, yep, and I think he's got another day with Gargano coming off in Toronto. Okay. They've had two great right. matches so far. Okay, and a bonus here. Uh, three years ago today, 2016, TNA Impact presented the final deletion, which was a false count anywhere match on the Hardy compound, of course, in North Carolina. So there you have it there, folks. Um there you have it there indeed uh, with your wrestling history and birthdays here for today, July the 5th. And, J.D., before you get to the news here, and I'm, I'm, I appreciate I appreciate we have some people on the line who have been waiting very, very patiently. So I am going to bring them on here right now. I can wait and, uh, for the news. Okay, well, let me get Brandon on, and you can go right to it. So I'm, on, I'm on. Yeah, so let me go. Let's go and bring them in so that way they can listen to what, what you have to say. First off, ladies and gentlemen, making uh, uh, coming in here last coming in here, of course, tonight on 693 of Revolution. <clears throat> He's a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, also a contributor to WWS Raw Radio, and of course, known as the Heartbreak Kid in the radio network circles. Where do you think of his other nickname? Of course, you think of that 60 sitcom Happy Days, and I'll get to the rest of that in a minute. And yes, and no, I'm not gloating, I'm not saying anything against JD here. But let's just say he kind of whipped the living dog out of J.D. last night. Yes, he did. To, he got lucky, uh, though. But there will yes, be payback on it. Yes. And and I'm going to do it this way right here. And the other person coming on the line, coming on the line here, of course, hailing from, of course, our good friend here from California, of course, known as the Friday Night Delight. He is, of course, one-third of the AAAUS World Trios champions, along with Michelle and Ann. I believe he currently holds the one half of the OWNUS tag belt with you, J.D., He's also, I think, the W7US Ironman Heavy Metal Weight title. And I think he also holds, I'm not mistaken, the Hardy Boys fans Extreme Heavyweight title, if I'm not too much mistaken. I, I, think he, I, think, I think he holds several other belts here, including the Lucha US Gift of the Gods title as well. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, first off, let's bring in, of course, the Friday Night Delight, Danny from Oak Park, and... He goes something just like this. A-M-A. Yes, we have Fonzie on as well. Danny and Fonzie, we welcome you. Thank you for waiting ever so patiently here on 693 of Revolution, gentlemen. We thank you for coming on here tonight. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, about same thing, different day here. Uh, and, guys, before you get going here, J.D. had a little bit of a technical glitch here earlier, but he's back up and going. The heat. Has not had a chance to get the news out of the way, so we're going to go ahead and let him take care of some business before we go on to the rest of our business for the evening. So, J.D., go ahead and let us go ahead and hear your wrestling news and views here for the evening, please. We just go have ahead. a few things to report. First off, we have two matches now listed for Monday night in Newark, however, for Raw. 
The first of which Shane and Drew will take on Roman and a partner of Shane's choosing. Surprise. If The Undertaker interferes, though, however, he will be removed, unfortunately, from the tag team match at Extreme Rules. So, once again, just goes to show you that little shithead Shane McMahon and his little boyfriend, Dick Sucker Drew McIntyre, want to up the ante, if you will. In addition to that, however, Seth Rollins and Becky will take on Andrea Cianalmas and Selena Vega in an intergender tag team match, however, as well. Meanwhile, however, we have also heard, however, uh, surprisingly, Jack Swagger is in the news, believe it or not. His fireworks celebration for the 4th of July went a little haywire, believe it or not. Catalina Hager, no one was injured during the mishap, posted the video of the WWE alum Bellator fighter sending off a firework, which fell over and shot directly towards her, believe it or not. In fact, I'll play the clip right now. So yeah, it, uh, it tipped over and didn't go as planned and started shooting towards them. But unfortunately, they're okay. Thankfully, we're happy to report. Meanwhile, Mustafa Ali has shot down reports, however, that he is indeed having surgery, believe it or not. It was reported, however, that, however, believe it or not, however, the only surgery he had was a root canal procedure, and he'll be okay. Other than that, no big thing, however, mind you. Meanwhile, John Moxley, meanwhile, however, had an interesting interview with ESPN recently about how wrestling fans, JPW wrestling for WWE, is a little different, however, noting that the wrestling is overproduced in the latter. He said similar things about WWE's creative process back in Maine. Here's what he said in some of his interview highlights. On the G1 schedule, I expect it to be a grinding tour, but dude, I've done the most horrific WWE European and worldwide tours than you can imagine. Like, no days off. Two weeks straight, 25 minutes every single night in the main event, going through tables every single night. On agreeing to the G1 right away, I could have done the G1 next year, done some more matches in Japan, got a feel for the style. I've got to do this in less than a month. Basically, this is a crash course in New Japan. This might be my one opportunity to do it. I heard a lot of stuff about how hard this tournament is, how grueling this tournament is. When one of the top companies with such great history invites you to their flagship event, yeah, it'll be hard, but you only get one like, what am I going to say, no? Why would I be saying no? Of course, that is tomorrow, believe it or not, as we will know that tournament is about to begin. And on the difference between wrestling from New Japan and WWE, said the following. In WWE, it's almost like Vince is in the ring with you. The producer's in the ring with you. It's like you have two little bubbles on your shoulder, like three heads in the ring. All of a sudden, when I got in the ring in New Japan, five minutes in the match, I was like, there's no chatter. There was no producer ref Vince chatter. It was like silence, and I didn't expect that. I was like, whoa, I'm alone again. It's just me in the ring. And then, just started, and then I just started being the crap out of Juice Robinson. I was like, oh yeah, this is what I used to do. Oh, okay, okay. My goodness, thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D. I fucking along. break a leg, you faggot. And of course, uh, of course, uh, J.D. along with King W.O.J.R.T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, Super Glue and Dyke Payton cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Thank you, JD, for that. Let's bring in this one more time, folks. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 693 of Revolution here for Friday, July 5th, 2019. Mr. WS Chad Hinshaw here alongside the Iceman, Jared D. Duomo, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, and, of course, the Friday Night Delight, Danny from Oak Park. Uh, <clears throat> very, very, so very, very good there indeed. That we, we thank you. Uh, 
this story that JD just brought to our attention here about Monday Night Raw about apparently Shane apparently is going to choose a partner for Roman to face up against him and Drew McIntyre in a tag match on Raw. Uh, I believe. Okay. Uh, predictions here. Uh, and this is just for fun. Uh, JD, who do you think he's going to choose? I think Roman's going to choose. I think Roman is going to go. Let me think. Roman will take. Wow, this is tough. You know what? I'm going to say Roman takes, however, surprisingly, however. I'm going to say. Uh, crazy as it sounds. I'm going to say Ricochet. Ricochet. That's a good pick. Fonzie, what do you think, bud? Who do you think that who you think that is going to be chosen for? According to the story, I think it says Shane the man is going to be the one that chooses his partner. I think it's what it says. Um, I have to go back and look at it and see. But Fonzie, who do you think will be whoever does it? Who do you think will be chosen for Roman's partner for this match on Raw? Jimmy Zane. That's a good pick. That's that's not a bad pick at all. Danny, what do you think about that? Hmm. Um. I'm not really sure. Uh, Ricochet does sound pretty good. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick Ricochet then. Okay. I mean, and and, and do you then do, do you do you think that if, if in fact though it is. Uh, of Shane McMahon's choosing, do you think he'll go that route, or do you think he'll just go? He'll just do something to try to get it, or is it something to try to get in Roman's head before the match with him and Undertaker versus Shane and Drew at Extreme Rules? Um, I mean, I'll tell what this said. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I think. Uh, Shane McMahon will try to do something to screw over Roman. Maybe even uh, throw uh, Heath Slater into that match. Yeah, as his partner. Would that would Maybe that be the ultimate like that. Would it be that? Would that be the ultimate embarrassment, in your opinion? Uh, given his status, yeah, uh, Heath Slater's status, if there is any. Okay. JD, if in fact Shane McMahon is not like, like I was just asking Danny here, and Fonzie, I'll ask you this too. If in fact Shane McMahon is is uh, going to be choosing his partner, do you think that honestly this is this is just something to try to get into Roman's head before Extreme Rules? James yeah. trying anything just to hog the spotlight because once again it has to be all about that little shithead and people kissing his ass and blowing him and his father like Dash and Dawson like McIntyre like everyone however everyone has to bend down with their mouths wide open how with the big big old yeah, with their old big old yappers how and find a way just to suck them all off dry how oh I can't do it by myself I have to have bodyguards do it by have to do my bidding for me Shane you're nothing but a total little shithead piece of slime is what you are. You're a 49-year-old geriatric racist bigoted son, however, who thinks you're all that and should be all about the money. Everyone should everyone give you your proper intro like Greg Rome, Mike Rome and Greg Hamilton. Here's an idea, Shane. Go away. 
go the fuck away. We do not want to see your stupid ass on television no more. We're tired of your shit. I mean, you listen to all these other podcasts. People have said the same thing. JD from NY, Joe Cronin, they're saying the same thing. It's time for Vince to see the light tower. But apparently you're not seeing the light, are you, Vince? You're having your little silver spoon little shithead of a son, however, continue to have his boyfriend kiss your ass and blow you all in the locker room all before your grave, giving you a rub and tug every chance you get, however, by basically kissing your ass and having the head stick up your ass, however. So, I mean, it's time for Shane to just get the hell out of the spotlight once and fall. Seriously, it's time to go away. Okay. Ozzy, same question. Do you concur with it? Yeah. I already said yeah. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I apologize. I could hear you over there. Uh, sounds, like, sounds like Danny's out of breath. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just I hear a wind right there in the background there, bro. Uh, oh, well, I got I got the fan on. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. Oh no. Oh, oh, I, that's understandable. I know how. I know how. Believe me, I know how it is. It's been it's been that way out here, so I know how that is. Oh yeah. Uh, well, well, JD and Fonzie, I hope y'all brought yourselves something to drink because I have mine right here. Drink for what? Holy cow. Because like I said, what we're going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to sit back, we're going to relax, we're going to chill. Because remember, every Friday night, we give Danny the floor the sound. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, so JD, I know you got you, you got you something to drink, Andy. Okay. Uh, uh, Fonzie, grab you whatever you want to. I mean, I'm right by the fan. There you go. Then you, you stay, you just stay cooled off and just relax, here, man. That makes you feel good. Then you do whatever makes you feel good. Danny, uh, like I said before, we've had a lot happen here. Obviously, of course, you know with uh, AEW uh, this past uh, this past uh, Saturday night. Of course, obviously, what happened on Raw, um, um, and obviously SmackDown. Of course, any other wrestling stuff that's making the rounds here too. Um, I would like for you, sir, if you, uh, um, um, I would like for you to give your, uh, <laughs> your quick take here. One before, and before you do, guys, I got to read something here. I just got something here over Google from the site that we get, that we read our uh, history off of. I've got to read this, and I want to get you, I want to get y'all's quick take. Danny, my apologies, sir. I just now saw this. Oh, it's, I gotta, it's okay. I got to read this. Apparently, the storyline here uh, from uh, their reporter known as Sean Ruder was posted at 5 o'clock p.m., I guess, Eastern Time. Apparently, this is coming from Roman Reigns saying, thinking of AEW as competition for WWE is, in his word, apparently they're saying he's saying this, foolish. Uh, yeah. Listen, listen very carefully. Listen very, very carefully to this. Roman Reigns has been making the press rounds this week, talking about his role in the movie Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw and the related gig he got starting, starring in a commercial for promotional partner Brisk T. Oh, boy, the guy him doing commercials now. Oh, boy. It's going to be another rock right there. Oh. But like Hobbs and Shaw co-star Dwayne Johnson at the start of his Hollywood career or how John Cena is now, he's not going to make it through many interviews without being asked some pro wrestling questions. The sportster snuck one in, asking the, what the big dog thinks of AEW. 
Reigns was quite gracious talking about his friend and Danny with all respect, but I got to say the name. So that's it right here. Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley leaving WWE for AEW earlier this, um, earlier this week. Uh, here, the respect is still there. And he was asked, do you think it's good that a company like AEW exists and might present some form of competition for WWE? And this is what Roman Reigns said. This is what they said he said. Okay, so I'm just letting y'all know ahead of time. Here it is. I'll just say this. It's all so new, and it was what it was when it was Ambrose leaving and popping up over there. Competition? No, there's no competition. WWE, we know exactly what we're doing. We have the best talent in the world. There's no comparing. I say that with firm confidence, all the way from the top to the very bottom. We are world-class all the way through. <laughs> is it another option? Sure. For wrestlers, AEW is another option, another place to get a check. I'm never against optimism, but I think you have foolish thoughts if you really think there's a com- comparison or competition, just, just an option, which isn't a bad thing. Word is his bosses are treating AEW as a competitor, but as one of their top stars. Uh, the, the, the man we're doing this reporting said he's got no issue with this answer and this approach. From Roman Reigns. Okay, guys, I I gotta let y'all sound off on the JD sound off on this. This is coming from Roman Reigns himself. What do you say? I gotta hear. What I think. Talking. I think right now I think Roman better be careful on how he says things, however, because right now he's treading on very thin ice right now with some of the comments he's made. Yeah, some of it might make sense. Some of it might not make sense, but at the same time, does he really want to just stir up the hornet's nest, so to speak, and just acknowledge the competition like all these other people are? Yes, I understand he's trying to uh, give them the satisfaction of this and that. I get that, okay? We get that. But at the end of the day, Howard, you do not need to stir up the hornet's nest any more than you already are, however. The thing is, though, however, the thing is how you know that in the back of their mind, how yes, I'm sure... They're appreciating maybe some of the WWE guys giving them at least a chance, Howard, to say and sound off on their company. But at the end of the day, they better be very careful because right now, WWE is the one who is on very thin ice right now, more and more. Fonzie, what's your take here, man, about these comments made by Roman Reigns about saying AEW is not competition to them? Uh, I got no comment. Okay, Danny, I'm gonna let you go ahead with your with, with your uh, with your thoughts on everything during from during the week. But right at my, right right beforehand, I want to get your thoughts on what I just reported here about what these thoughts from Roman Reigns. Yeah, this coming yeah. from the guy who's yep who's supposed to be a baby face, but yet everybody boos him. They don't like we don't like him. We don't you know I'm not talking about Joe Anawani. I'm talking about Roman Reigns. We don't like him. No matter what they do, no matter what they try, he's not getting over with us. Um, we actually like whose baby faces and stuff in AEW. So he just needs to, on that front, really keep his mouth shut because he's got no room to talk. He's not a draw. John Moxley is a draw. You know, and... Yeah, the, nobody's coming to w, it, those little bits that are coming to WWE are not going there to cheer Roman Reigns. 
Um, he's uh, just like Seth Rollins right now. He's being another company man. And, yeah, of course he's going to be a company man just like Seth because, yeah, they got everything going for them. I mean, not, not so much like Seth does, but he's one of those guys that they can always put a title on and always – put out there on TV while everybody else is um, sitting back and catering, not even getting any any TV time at all. You know, maybe dark show matches and, oh, wow, main event. Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm really going to tune into that. Um, yeah, so it's easy for him to uh, sit there and talk right now because he, he's got it so good as well. You know, I mean, he's not to the effect of Roman Reigns where he's got the title, he's got the girl, he's got the main event spot, and TV time every single week. Uh, but he is at that level, of course. So, you know, ain't, ain't nobody in catering uh, saying none of that, you know. In fact, they want to go out there and step their game up, get that TV time, and show that, yeah, WWE is the place to be, unlike... How well you know in, in AEW they're actually nurturing and growing their talent, whereas every week we keep getting stuck with the same old faces, same old spots, and stuff like that. So yeah, just Roman he, he's going to find out exactly how much competition they are come October. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, here, Danny. And like I said, Hansi, JD, and I are going to sit back, relax, sit by a cool fan, have a cool drink, and we are now going to let you sound off, of course, with, with of course, what has happened here this past week. Of course, obviously, Fighter Fest was this past Saturday. Of course, we're on SmackDown, and of course, any other wrestling uh, stories of any wrestling nature, of course, that's popped up that you like to sound off on. Uh, please go ahead and proceed, sir. Thank you very much, Chad, JD, Fonzie. Thanks for having me here as I look forward to every Friday night right here at WCW US Station. Um, and um, Fighter Fest last week, um, it, and AEW, man, they're, they're, ch- they're, they're starting to already uh, gain so much momentum. Um, the the show itself was kind of a mixed bag. I mean, not everybody was happy with uh with the guy with the uh the baby oil and everything. He's, you know, I haven't heard too many good things about uh him so far. And and then everybody uh, harping about the librarian uh, spot. Um, you know it it is what it is, and um I'd rather have that than what uh. You know, if those people were in that same spot on a Monday Night Raw, it would not be anywhere near what they did on AEW Firefest. So, um, you know, at least uh, AEW um, showcases people and lets them go out there and play these characters and do their thing. And you know what? I didn't hear the crowd, any of the crowd having any problems with it. So, you know, guys like Jim Cornette, JD from New York, talking about how much all that sucked. Um, yeah, I, I'll tell you this. It, it can be way worse on Mondays and Tuesdays. So I will take I will take what I saw out of that on the Fighter Fest buy-in. Um, you can't argue that Janelle so and uh, Moxie was a hell of a match. That was a hell of a match. Um, man, Dean Ambrose, man, he's going to make a lot of these. Or, I'm sorry. 
I, I've got to get out of that habit of calling it by his slave name. John I do Moxley, too. Yep. John Moxley has proven that he can go out there and have a quality match with just about anybody in the Indies right now. Um, that he is going to be the spotlight. Uh, he, yeah, p- you know, put him in the title hunt. Put him on that main event level of a Jericho, Kenny Omega, Cody. I mean, he, he deserves every bit of that right now. Um, yeah. That's right. Nice. Um, they can't be uh, putting them up against uh, who I suspect are going to be mid-carders, um, but their mid-card is way better than Braun SmackDown's mid-card right now. Um, but, yeah, I was, uh, I was very happy with the overall presentation of the show. Um, the little uh, dotted in, in between the show how Kenny Omega was getting pissed because they went over budget and they had to cut some things. So um, they had to cut that band that they were playing in. They had to get rid of two of the models and replace them with mannequins. So, yeah, that was, you know, that that shows that, you know, they're, they're out there trying to have some fun and uh, incorporate stuff not just on the screen but in the show itself and make that crowd pop. Um, but, yeah, Young Bucks, Omega, and Lucha Bros, and uh, who else was in that match, damn it? Uh, Ray Fennec. Ray Fennec, yeah. Um, man, that was a hell of a match. What? No, I was just saying Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, um, I can't wait till um, hopefully before uh, somewhere in between Fight for the Fallen and um, All Out. Uh, yeah, All, all the, Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that uh, we get revealed with uh, new titles. Like, uh, the, they're going to have uh, the women's title. Coming up, I mean, you know they got to have a tag team title, um, and hopefully, I'd like to see some sort of a nice mid card title, you know, something on the level of the Intercontinental United States Championship, that that sort of deal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, AEW, man, they're man, they're just chugging along, doing their thing, making us excited. So, there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Um, Monday Night Raw, um, yeah, they kind of uh, had to respond to Saturday night. And that opening was something we haven't seen in a very, very long time. Um, I've never seen that crowd at Monday Night Raw pop so hard for anything within the last few years. That was an insane spot with Lashley and and Strowman going through the LED screen. and, And then... Corey Grave uh, dropping a holy shit bomb, and they didn't even censor it. So I was like, wow, okay. Um, now, I was thinking, wow, this Heyman's already hard at work. No, he wasn't. Vince actually put that spot together. That's like, I, I just found that out. I was like, are you kidding me? So, which shows that Vince McMahon still has the capability to put on cool shit. Why isn't he doing it? I mean, what is he resting on his walls? I mean, is he out to make Raw worse every week? 
Every week I keep on hearing, oh, this is the worst law in history. This is the worst law in history. Ratings plummeting. Well, if he keeps putting on stuff like that, then people will tune in. People will talk about it in a positive light. Um, and, but the thing is, they kept, on, they kept on resting on that all week. They even opened up a SmackDown with that spot. Um, so, you know, they, they, they can't just rest on one thing. they they got to build on that and do other stuff like that with other people. And, and I, I don't know, because after that, it was just the same old, same old. Um, you know, like, uh, Drake Maverick, um, and as hot as balls, man, where, where, where did he get that fine piece of Princess Jasmine? Man, <laughs> you talk about an overachiever. Man, good, good on you, Drake Maverick. And that, that was pretty funny how our truth kept on tempting him and tempting him, going up on that, uh, the barrier, just with his shoulders down, like, come on, do it, do it. And he wasn't, and Drake Maverick wasn't, wasn't trying anything. And then that, that final spot where he uh, hit our truth over the head with that uh, suitcase, that, that was pretty funny. Um, but, uh, but this week we haven't seen anything on the Internet as far as our truth trying to stalk him and trying to get it back. So uh, I think he's going to make it through his honeymoon, and then we'll show up on Monday Night Raw and maybe lose it more than likely. Um, but yeah, that, that's like really the best thing I have seen out of this whole 24 seven thing. Um, I, I just wish that they would, uh, book an actual match between truth and Maverick on the pay-per-view, let them have a match, um, at extreme rules, either pre-show or actual show, it doesn't matter, but you know, they, they need to start, uh, Making making actual matches with that title and building a prestige because right now we're just seeing a pack of assholes chasing whoever's the champion and it's embarrassing and and then having you know trying to recreate the hardcore title attitude there yeah yeah um it back then it just it I don't know to me it just felt more organic you know and and Crash Holly. Oh. You know, he he was he was damn genuinely funny and yeah he was a perfect fit for that hardcore title. Our truth, he's trying to you know be on TV and make something out of the Seven uh, Eleven European TV title. So you know, let's see where, what's going to be going on with that this week. Um, but yeah, they they kept on just resting on that uh, on the whole Braun and. Lashley thing. They played the every hour on the hour and in between. Just kept on replaying it, replaying it. It's like okay, we get it, you know. Um, all of a sudden, we're seeing Mike and Maria Kanellis. Okay, they they they've been bitching and complaining how they never get any TV time and and anything like that. All of a sudden, they sign sign a five year deal, and then. Maria goes out there and just completely deballs her own husband. Man, I feel sorry for Mike Kanellis. He, he's a he's actually really good talent. 
Um, he, I, I liked him in TNA when he was Mike Bennett. Um, and he, he can actually go. Um, but the way that they're, you know, just all of a sudden sprung, you know, that she's pregnant. You know, it's like, okay, they thought they must have thought about it and was like, you know what, let's take the easy money, let's, you know, pat our future and take the WWE contract. Because uh, there really wasn't no guarantee that they would make uh, big-time dollars in uh, AEW or definitely elsewhere. Do you think Impact's going to uh, chuck up that type of deal for him? I think not. But uh, but he's paying the price, though, because he, he just went out there and got completely deballed by his own wife in a in a spot that why why do they put uh, Becky and Seth in that spot? It, it makes no sense. Um, it, it's what just to get over that their boyfriend and girlfriend. What 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 the hell is this? WWE High nine zero two one zero. I mean. They, they don't even look like they're a couple, you know. They they don't even look like they have any chemistry at all, you know. And I've been I've been in that spot before, you know, where you, you know you think you like this chick, you get with her or whatever, and all of a sudden you just find out that okay, what's going on here? I'm not feeling it, you know. Same thing here, you know. It's like I'm not sensing any chemistry. The way that Seth Rollins just put her out there in that match for, for, at Extreme Rules like that, oh, go ahead and make your stipulation. It doesn't matter. Challenge accepted. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We got this. A call the idiot. And then that's when Barry Corbin dropped that news. No, you hear the news first, idiot. Seth Rollins, I mean, he, does, he just doesn't seem like the smartest guy in the room, you know? I feel like, you know, the, the, the vill- if, he, if this was an action movie, the villain would be the smartest guy in the room over Seth Rollins, you know? Um, but I, I, I don't like how he's carrying himself. I don't like how he's being a company man and putting his girlfriend out there on front street, you know, when she should have been like, yeah, I'll, I'll defend my title against Lacey, no problem, I'll beat her again, you know? No, it, it's, it's going to be a stupid match, the stupid stipulation, um, and Becky didn't even have any say in it. But, of course, she's going to go along with it. But, yeah, I, I don't like how Seth Rollins did that. And and then to, to just throw them in this match with Mike and Maria just so he can de- – just so Mike, Mike Kanellis can go, go out there and just turn into a eunuch is just embarrassing. And I feel sorry for him. I feel really sorry for him. Um, nothing really – that memorable about SmackDown. I mean, I didn't turn it off, which is which is a change of pace. Um, but uh, I, I did like how uh, Kevin Owens, when De- when Dolph Ziggler came out, he was like, you know what? Shut the hell up. You're not going to come out here and keep on whining. Oh, it should have been me. It should have been me. When we've been hearing it for about a month now, and it's painful. I hate Dolph Ziggler. I hate him. I hate this whole shtick. I wish he would just go away and go do your comedy. Go sign someplace else. Just get out of here. Because this whole should have been... Maybe at that, when he started it, yeah, he had a case. But now, no. You've been beaten. I think you've been beaten twice. 
go to hell. I hate Dolph Ziggler, and he he does not deserve this spot. Um, hell, if anything, man, Kevin Owens needs to be trying to uh, get that title off of uh, Kofi, but uh, Kofi's got a new set of problems. His name is Samoa Joe, and Joe's been owning him. So really, if it would save us a lot of headaches and a lot of, oh, Shane might get the title off of Kofi, you know what? Put the title on Joe. Just put the title on Joe and save us the hassle. I don't like Kofi as the champion. I like the, the lead-up to it. But now that it's happening and, and, and the stupid pancakes still, it, get that title off of him. He, he, he's done. Put it on Joe. Get, give Joe his token run. You know, if, if, if only, you know, until SummerSlam. Who cares? At least get that title off of Kofi Kingston, man. The, the, the act is old, and this is why uh, a singles title will not work in a faction like that. Those guys, uh, Xavier and Big E, they need to at least have a, ta- a tag team championships too. Yeah. So that way, you know, there ain't no, oh, Big E's going to turn on Kofi. Well, you know what? If that was the case, it would have happened already. Um, the New Day's not going heel. They're, they're not going to jeopardize their merch sales. No, that, that, that would be a dumb move at this point. But put, put a tag team championship on them. Uh, but, you know, at least, you know, they got something good going between uh, them and Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Um, so, you know, keep building on that. Um, it, it, gives new, it gives the rest of the New Day something to do. It keeps them relevant. And, you know, I, I, um, I don't know when uh, Heyman and Bishop are going to be officially in their roles and doing their thing, but I hope it's soon, especially with Bishop. And I hope it leads to a uh, TV role because we haven't seen Eric Bischoff on WWE television in a long time. And you want to talk about popping a rating, popping a house? There you go. Once I'm back hits, boom. Oh, my God. People are going to lose their minds. Now, it's going, to be the, it's going to be a huge pop if Eric Bischoff shows up on SmackDown and in a real authority role, not being a heel, I'm tired of this heel authority figure. It, it, it may have worked with McMahon, Austin, but we're way past that. You know, I would like to see a babyface authority figure, you know, somebody that can stand in the way of, of Shane McMahon, somebody that can stand in the way of all the bullshit and, and, and be fucking excellent at it because Bischoff's got a really good track record, you know, so the, he needs to be on television. You can't, he is too good to keep backstage. He's too good to keep in an office. Um. I didn't get a chance to watch NXT this week. Uh, I was having problems with my network for some reason, so I guess uh, Wednesday wasn't my day to watch NXT. Um, but I've been taking a, but since then, except for this show, I've been taking a wrestling break, just clearing my head, um, cooling down until Monday because um, a couple days ago I just found out that uh, because the women's national soccer team is in the finals against the Netherlands on Sunday morning. I've got to go in very early because we open at 8. So I'm starting at 7. 
which means I will not be able to make it to the, the final Virgil Flint production show Saturday night at the Colonial Theater in South Sacramento, which really just sucks. It 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 pained me to have to make that decision because I'm not going to be able to, you know, get off of work, go there a couple hours later, chill out, watch the matches, mark out, ex- expend all that energy, and then have to jam back home and go right to sleep at what will probably be somewhere after 1130. And then have to wake up at a quarter to five because i got to adjust everything an hour earlier now for, for Sunday. There's no way in hell I can do it. And it sucks. And what really sucks is I don't know what the hell I'm going to do about local pro wrestling because um, the one I was going to originally, it's not even in Sacramento. It's in the outer areas, and I, there's no way in hell I can ride all the way out there. Um, and outside the Bay Area, maybe get a chance to go there every now and then. I'm pretty much stuck now. So except for the uh, WWE Network having my nine ninety nine a month, yeah, I guess I'm saving ten dollars a month now. So, you know, and it's sad. Um, and. Yeah, and then like, I think there was one more other wrestling that's around, but when they run, it's not a payday weekend. So I'm screwed, and it sucks. Because then now I'm not going to have anything really to do except for just chill out on Saturday night and wait to go to work on Sunday morning. Yeah, that's a, pretty much it. Um, but I've been telling... Yes. I've been telling everybody on Facebook, though, that, you know, hopefully I get to see you guys again soon. And, and oh, that was my aunt. Um, and that um, one of my favorite things about going to local wrestling is hanging out before the show starts, burning one with some of the boys. And a lot of the best conversations I've had with pro wrestlers is about, it is even about pro wrestling, you know. And I'm going to miss that. So it it really sucks. Um but yeah, that's basically it for me on this uh on this opening here. Um you know, uh, let's look forward to whatever action is coming up after the weekend. After this phone call I'm, I'm taking a break from wrestling just to chill out and recharge my batteries and especially since last night when I didn't get to bed till one in the morning. One thirty, I'm sorry because of all the rockets, red glares, and, and oh, it was loud. But at least I had pyro more than I could say for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, because ordinary people can actually afford pyro. What's their excuse? So with that being said, um, thank you very much, Chad, JD, Fonzie, and yeah, okay. Thank you very much there. Of course, Danny tells it like it is right here, folks. Right here, of course, 693 Revolution tonight. We thank you very much there, sir. Let's give you the number one more uh-huh. time, 1605-562-0444. Caller ID, uh, 138055-POUND. This is episode, like we said, 693, seven episodes away from the big 700 of Revolution, of course. Coming up, I think, J.D., if I'm not mistaken, in two weeks. Uh, yeah. What's that? Our yep. 700, 700 yep. episodes. Yep. 
Yep, because 694 will be Tuesday, 695, and you just think out loud to myself. 897, uh, it will be actually uh, two weeks from today. Yep. So, so, like I said, I hope you get you to join us for that. Of course. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGeralmo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and Danny from Oak Park here, of course, telling us like it is each and every Friday night, as he always does, indeed. <clears throat> and, of course, next uh, we've got Extreme Rules. Yes, of course. Uh, and, uh, Danny, I need to ask your uh, – well, I already found this out from J.D. and Fonzie. I already got confirmation from them. Um, and, of course, I'm not sure about John. I'll have to get with him. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, we have, I think, uh, from what I've been hearing, uh, ah. two, two, two events coming up. Uh, of course, as J.D. said, extreme rules for WWE. And, of course, the AEW event. Fight for fight for the fallen. I believe is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Danny, I must ask. And and nice one by the way. Thank you. Very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you are you in for both? Are you in are you in for, for both of the prediction title challenges for both Extreme Rules and Fight for the Fallen? Yes, I will. Uh, I will uh, check the cards on both and make separate lists of my picks and. So that way I don't get them mixed up, which how can you get them mixed up? Because uh, one roster is better than the other. I was thinking <laughs> about which one that is. Um, that one has a yeah, roster. But, but, yeah, um, but, yes, I will have uh, my predictions uh, this coming week. Um, as soon as I can uh, chill out and clear my head and get some rest, <laughs> It, 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 sleep's going to be at a premium for me this weekend. Well, well, um, I, I know how, I know that feeling, my man. Um, I, I, we all we all wish like so <laughs> But of course, Danny, I think this is something that you enjoy hearing right here. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't. Hold on, I didn't have the. Uh, no, no more. I had the volume turned up. Sorry. Anyway, let's go ahead and try that again. His name is Todd Cena. Slapadoo. <laughs> and this is something I hate to say it with all respect to MLD. This is something that kind of annoys her now. <laughs> so don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, she's having a good holiday weekend, and everyone yes. else is too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Danny, I will also try and let you know here. Uh, speaking of speaking of the titles, uh, <laughs> JD, I'm sorry. I no, go ahead. I got smoked last night. Del, I did, yeah. and I did give me. We had a match on Wolfpack last night, Danny, between JD and Fonzie for two belts that JD was holding. And that is that was the the, the WWS Wrestling Challenge Championship and the, the WWS 24/7 Championship. Uh, I will say this from my analysis of the whole thing and my personal opinion. Uh, uh, JD, JD kind of. Uh, Fonzie got his freak on last night, baby. Can I, I was, I was getting, I was coming to that. 
Yo, let me build. Let me build. <laughs> Let me build it up. Simmer down now. Time to build it up here. Ha! Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> JD, JD kind of had it in the beginning here, um, but then right there towards the the end, because I actually gave him up to three hundred points instead of two hundred. That may have been probably what gave what what kind of kind of perked Fonzie up a little bit, because the final score was. Fonzie, 336, JD, 244. And Fonzie ended up winning those belts last night. Uh, right there, coming came in under the wire here. Uh, big time here indeed. So uh, Fonzie will now have another opportunity to choose another one of JD's belts to go after at some point down the road. And Fonzie, sooner or later, is probably going to grab every single belt JD has. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> the HBK got his freak on last night. Yeah. Fonzie's out for one eye open. Fonzie's out for Uh oh. I smoke Uh-oh. you. I was down by 120 points. You were ahead of me. You were I know, Fonzie. You better hold on to that okay. one. You can. I uh, came baby. back and smoked you, buddy. Yes, I'm you, 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 uh, you better change your undies. I think you did. <laughs> You're not lucky last time, but I will. You better worry about one other person right now because there's someone coming after you. Yeah, I know. Michelle Lindos. I know. I know. <laughs> Guys, uh, JD Fonzie, once again, if y'all, if y'all don't mind here, if y'all don't mind here because remember I did this last night. Uh, um, uh, JD, while we were waiting to get this match uh, taken care of here, um, <clears throat> I let I would uh, like to not bad. Uh, I would like me. to quiz. I would like to quiz Danny on some just, uh, general wrestling trivia questions. Danny, if you're up for for that, this is just you. Sure. Okay. Okay. So JD and Fonzie, y'all sit in the audience for just a second. Let me let, let, let's because uh, because I got several here that I asked last night, and I want to see what I want to see if Danny knows any of these. I mean, I'm not I'm not doubting your knowledge either, Danny, but I just like to test it. That's fine, okay? no problem. Good. I'm just watching uh, Shytown Runway Nine. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, um, this weekend, I think if I'm not mistaken. I saw an advertisement about this. I was watching a movie and I saw an advertisement for this. New Japan Pro Wrestling is supposed to be having an event in Dallas tomorrow night. Yeah, G1, the G1 mm. climax. Yeah. Yeah, the G1 climax. Okay, it says in Dallas. I think they said right. It's in Dallas. Yeah, it's so, in the same arena. Yeah. And TNA's doing their show Sunday night in Dallas too. Well, they're trying to bring, they're trying to bring that wrestling atmosphere back ever since the days of WCCW, my personal opinion. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. here, here we go. Here, here we go, Dan. Here we go, Dan. This is very quick. So, okay, well, Fonzie, go ahead and get your karaoke out of the way. Yeah, I'm a ghetto superstar, baby. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, let me, let, me, let me do this here, okay? I'll just sit back and relax while we quiz Danny a little bit here. All right, Danny, think about all this very, very carefully. This is just general wrestling stuff, old, new, whatever. Okay, here we go. Here we go. 
Okay. When big, when big, when when Vader made a surprise appearance for TNA in 2003, who did he save from a beatdown? Oh man, I don't even think I was even watching TNA at that time. Uh, um, man, yeah. TNA 2003. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I'm, I'm I'm picking random here. Uh, AJ Styles. That's an excellent guess. Believe it or not, he went and saved if you will, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Baby. Uh, yes. Oh, dang! Yes, I, yes. I I completely forgot the Dream was in uh, TNA for a minute. Yeah, apparently oh, it was man. from uh, the. The Harris brothers, I think it was the twins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, they were. I'll tell you, we're backing up. Vince Russo. Okay. All right, JD. Thank you. All right. Here's the next question. Here, Danny. Who was Steve when Steve Austin was known as the Ringmaster? I'm sure you remember that moment. Mm -hmm. Who was his opponent? Who was his opponent at WrestleMania 12? Oh, damn. Oh, oh wow! Uh, there's no way it was Virgil. Um. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Oh wow. That must have been lower card or something. Um. I think Ted DiBiase was his manager at the time. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, Gold Dust wasn't in there just yet. Um, I, I want to say Savio Vega, but you're right. Man, it is. you're right. It is. Oh Savio. wow! Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was just also that was that was random as all hell right there. I I gotta say, guys, <laughs> man, I mean, I can't even. I can't remember the last time I watched WrestleMania 12. <laughs> yeah, but this was the one uh, where the referee was knocked out, and I think um, I don't know. Steve Austin used uh, used something. I think the the million dollar title to knock out Vega, and the referee was still yeah. Kid DiBiase went and got a drink from somebody in the, in, in the crowd and threw it in the face of the referee, trying to wake him up and. Referee counted one, two, three, and Steve Austin won the match. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, wow. Okay. That's now, when uh, gonna... that's when Shawn Michaels beat Bret Hart in the 60 Men and Iron Man match. WrestleMania. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. basically the when it comes to WrestleMania 12. That's the that that's the match I go to right there, man. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, maybe the last time I watched 12 was that match. The, the 60-minute Iron Man. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think the backlot brawl also happened there, too. No, Goldust was on there, Danny. Because it was the backlot yeah, that's brawl. that's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Roddy Piper yeah. street fight. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, the OJ Chase. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, the gold, and the gold limousine. Yeah, that was hilarious. Anyway, um, now you don't have to have the exact thing for this. Uh, Danny, but if you know it, if you know something close to it, I mean, I'm sure it'd be okay. 
Okay. What was the What was the date that Stephen Regal started using the name William Regal in the WWE? Oh, um, I think he started using. I think he started using William when he came in as the uh, man's man. Um, I think that was in ninety. Uh, yeah, ninety eight. Um, I think it was uh, July of ninety eight. That's a that's a very good guess. It was actually September the eighteenth, two thousand. Did any of you guys see the? Oh! Did any of you guys see the Lana video recently at all? No. Uh, she's in a bikini, and damn, does she look good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocker, sticking out of the Yeah, I see the things. Okay. What about what 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 about them Siberian dogs? Okay. Yeah, that's all you can say to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 JD will find something. Never mind. I ain't gonna go that far. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, JD. I'm just picking with you. Anyway, uh, next one here, uh, Danny. Who was Goldberg's first opponent at a WWE pay-per-view in 2003? Oh, man. Um, yeah, well, yeah, his first opponent. Uh, in WWE, in a, at the pay, at I, WWE pay-per-view in 03. Yeah. I want to say The Rock. You're right. Because he was rock. just. Yeah, because he was uh, in his uh, Hollywood prick heel uh, gimmick, and and then you know, you know, on that night, or not image, on that Raw, Goldberg comes out, spears the Rock, sets up the match. Yeah, yeah, it's, it must have must have not been a real memorable match because it's no, it's one people don't even talk about. I mean, talk about a three match: the Rock versus Goldberg. Are you kidding? Yeah. I thought and that it was happened. Good. So I mean, yeah, but they still gave WCW a bad rap, though. I mean, even after that, too. So, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, they still do it to this day. I mean, apparently Triple H still talks about it. And, uh, and the funny thing was, he was in it for a short time too. So I, mean, I don't know, he had done enough for him talking. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, next question here, Danny. Who did Randy Savage defeat? In the finals of the 1987 King of the Ring tournament. Oh, oh man. Um. Wow. Um. I don't know why, but the name that comes to mind is uh, Bad News Brown, which I probably know probably isn't the right answer, but that's like just the one name that keeps sticking out. So I'm going to say Bad News Brown. That's a good guess. King Kong Bundy. Oh. Okay. Okay, now think about this one very carefully, Danny. What was the entrance music used by the tag team called the Fantastics, who was Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers? Oh, man. Wow. Uh, I'm not even getting pretend to try, man. I, I have absolutely no clue on that one. 
Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top. Ah, oh, I wouldn't have guessed that in a million years. <laughs> okay. Next, uh, next one here. Now, try this one. This try this one. Bruno San Martino wrestled his last match at a 1987 house show teaming with what wrestler against King Kong Bundy and One Man Gade? Um, man, that, that's some old school. Um, I don't know yes. why, but I want to say his son, David San Martino. That's a good guess. Believe it or not, he teamed up with Hulk Hogan. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea yeah. he had I had no idea Fonzie was belched either. I had no idea about that. Man. I hope they bring out uh, footage of that match on uh, the Hidden Gems on the network. That would be that would be what you see right there. Shit. I don't think it was televised though. It was I don't, it was a house show? I don't think it was televised. Was I, I I don't know, but uh, there 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 possibly could have been a uh, camera crew around there or something. I would I would love but, I would love to hear if there was. Though. I mean, I would love to see that. That is that is what you're talking about. Oh heck yeah! Okay, all right. Listen to this one very carefully. This this is a little bit more recent, but try this one. Who won the eight-man Gold Rush tournament on Raw in May of 2005? Wow. The Gold Rush tournament. Now we're talking about Ruthless Aggression Era. Um, 2005. Um, I think his name is John Cena, but I could be wrong. Well, that's a very good guess. Actually, Edge won it. Edge, okay, yeah. Because that's when yeah. he was really hitting his stride, winning, you know, on that nice singles. Yeah, he had a hell of a singles run, man. He had one of the best singles runs of all time. And then he had to give up the title, remember? Yeah, unfortunately. Because of, uh, you know, what, the spinal injury? They don't want to mm-hmm. take any chances. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, and by the he could way, have, he could have still wrestled too. He could have still been wrestling right now if we, you know, if he didn't give up his title. They said that if he tried it, mm-hmm. you know, that he firmly crippled himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They, they said. Oh, by the way, Danny, we think we know him. By the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's bad. Okay. Now, now here's another old school, Danny. Listen very carefully to this. Okay. Um, during the late 1980s, George the Animal Steel began bringing a raggedy puppet mascot to the ring. And what the heck is that thing? Oh, that's uh, my aunt uh, using a hammer. Sorry about that. Um, I do know this one. Okay. Mine. Mine. Oh, okay. Well, I don't have to repeat. Oh, mine. There you go. Yeah. I don't have to finish the question. What name did he call it? He said, Mine. JD said it best last night. He said, Mine. Okay. Ah. And, 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 that's, and that's how JD sounds in the farm. That joke is going to become way too old. And, uh, okay. Anyway, listen to this one, Greg. Listen to this one. On the May, May 7th, 1986 episode of Tuesday Night Titans, Mr. Fuji and Don Morocco 
premiered a new soap opera segment called what? Oh, um, man, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, it's some, something vice because Miami vice was very, still very big at that time. Uh, oh man. I think it might have been Tuesday Night Vice. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're 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 yeah. you're, you're close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, I've been burping tonight. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, you, you're close, Danny. It's actually called. It was actually called G Vice, but you you were close. Yeah. Yeah. Fuji. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they did several others called it Fuji General or something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, here, here's here, here's a few more. We can go. We can go about half the night here if y'all want to go. Keep on going here. Uh, Danny, here's a couple more here. When Mark okay. Merrow turned heel, Mark Merrow, I'm sure you remember Mark Merrow, when he turned heel mm-hmm. and he he split with Sable in the WWF. That was a bad move, by the way. Who did Merrow mm-hmm. choose as his Ballet. Ah, the lovely Jacqueline. Yeah. Yes, indeed, a whole she lady. is beautiful. You got that one. Hey, yes, yes, indeed. Hey, what did it say? Hey, you don't, you don't need beauty to, to look good. I mean, hey, you got that toughness, yeah. too. There you go. Okay, mm-hmm. listen to this one. Now, we're going a little bit old school here, Danny, but listen very carefully. In the year 2000, Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell won a tournament for WCW tag team titles. Who did they defeat in the finals? Oh man. WCW thousand um in the two thousands. Um see uh I I want to say chronic. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with chronic. Okay. That's an excellent guess. The answer, believe it or not, was team package, Ric Flair and Lex Luger. I was going to say that too. Mm-hmm. Team package. Wow. Team, yeah, yeah. They beat yeah. Flair and Lex Luger. My goodness. No, I couldn't but Shane Douglas and Bob Bagwell. Okay. Anyway, wow. next, next one here. With whom, Danny, did Rick Martel form a tag team known as the Supermodels with in 1995 in an attempt to get back in the WWF? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Jim Powers was in the WWF then. Um Man, uh, no, nah, it, it could have been Tito Santana, could it? I know he was still with the company back in 95, but that could be a long shot. But I'm going to go ahead and try to say Tito Santana because they had that uh, success with uh, Strike Force. Right, that's a good guess. Believe it or not, it was Don Callis. You're kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. 
1995, he tried to get back in the WWF, so he tried to form a tag team of the supermodels. He tried to form it with Don Callis, who I believe I'm oh, not mistaken. Oh, wow. He, I think he was Cyrus, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, sir. He was Cyrus. That's what I flew. That's what I thought that was. Because I think he's there in charge of here. He's in charge of Impact Wrestling or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, here are a couple other ones here. Uh, now we're going old school again here, Danny. Let's think very carefully here. Uh, okay. Owen, Owen Hart, as you know, wrestled as the Blue Blazer. He made his WrestleMania debut as the Blue Blazer at WrestleMania Five against who? Oh man, WrestleMania Five. Um, oh man, I this this is starting to show me. I need to spend more time with my network. Um, wow. Well, I'm sure you, don't do this if you can't find them anywhere else. Um. <laughs> Wow. Um, how come I want to say earthquake? Uh, I know that's not the right answer. <laughs> Speaking of earthquake. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. It might have been Coco Beware. I'm not sure, though. But I'm going to go ahead and say Coco Beware. That's a very good guess. Believe it or not, it was Mr. Perfect. Oh, and man, you talk about a dream match right there, a perfect versus uh, Owen Hart. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right, try this one. Here, try this one right here. Now, you're going to have choices with this, Danny, so that way this might help you out a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> what are the only tag team titles that the Killer Bees won as a tag team? Was it the WWF, AWA, UWF, or Florida tag team titles? Which one of those four did they win as a tag, win the belts as a tag team? Um, oh, man, I, uh, yeah, I don't know where they uh, went after uh, WWF, but uh, given the time period and how hot it actually was, um, I'm going to go ahead and say AWA. That's a very good guess. Believe it or not, it was the UWF tag team titles. Uh, that was, uh, what, Houston, I think? I think so. JD? JD? Where is JD? JD? Quit, quit jacking off, JD. Oh, you stop! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll check on that. We'll check on that later. We'll, we'll check on that later. Anyway, okay. listen to this. Listen to this very carefully. You talk about independent wrestling. Here's an independent wrestling question for you. What? Okay. In the, what, what independent wrestler is known as the self-proclaimed ICW slash ICWA Texarkana TV champion? Wow. Um, Fonzie, can you turn it down a little bit, bro? Yeah, yeah, I just did. Sorry. Right, thank you. That's okay. Go ahead, Danny. I'm sorry. Um, wow. IWA. Um, 
ICW. ICW. Oh, ICW. Okay. Um, ICW. Uh, oh, maybe Chris Hero. That's a good. That's a good answer. Sweet and sour, Larry Sweeney. Okay, I've I've never heard of him. Okay, well, like so we'll we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to get some stuff up on the uh, on, several of pages here. Uh, okay, all right, uh, uh, Dan, this might be a pretty fairly this might be a fairly easy one right here. Before entering the WWE, Mickey James made a name for her name for herself on the independent circuit as well as Ring of Honor and TNA. Using what name? Oh, yeah, she went by a different name. Uh, wow, yeah. I, I, I remember when she was a TNA, she was still Mickey James, but uh, wow, I, I don't know her by any other name. Wow. Well, well believe it or but now, believe it or not, now I, I do recall the name of. Well, this this was I think early. Career, though, Dan, that's what I think they were talking about here. Believe it or not, she went under the name Alexis Lurie. Wow. And also, oh, she doesn't look like an Alexis. Well, well, let me tell you this. Uh, believe it or not, though, uh, and I'm sure I don't know if Fonzie knows this. I'm sure JD knows this, and I've, I've read about it. Believe it or not, she was also she was also in the porn industry too. Uh, yeah, from what I heard, I'm not kidding. She was, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. No. And boy, did she she have a. You see the pictures on Google too. Uh, I, I, I won't. Okay, I, I'll shut up. Now. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Danny, I think I'm not. I'm not what are you doing? I'm sorry, Dave. was digging to the center of the earth there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Try this one, Danny. When Aaron, when okay. Aaron, when Aaron Stevens became known as Aaron the Idol Stevens, which two female wrestlers were assigned to be his sex addict valets? Oh <laughs> man! And Aaron Stevens. You, yeah. Yeah. He had two which? female wrestlers given to him to be his sex addict valets. Who were they? Um, one, one of who Mason. I do believe, who I do believe that is uh, Damian Sandow, right? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't. Uh, I, don't think. I mean, you could um, be right. Uh, I highly doubt it, but I think it might have been uh, Angelina Love and. Uh, Madison Rain. Huh. That is that 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 is a very good very good guess indeed. But when I tell you one of these, Danny, you will not believe it. I didn't even believe it when I read this. One of them was Shelly Martinez. Oh, okay. 
And the other one, and I didn't know this, and I was kind of very surprised to hear this, was Beth Phoenix. Wow. <laughs> that's that's yeah. as random as it gets. <laughs> yeah, Beth Phoenix is probably the top uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just guessing. Okay, and we'll try a couple more here. Um, unless y'all want to go, all right. on here. We got fun. This is Friday night. We can go on all night if y'all want. Uh, uh, well, okay. I, I could go off for a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll go. We'll do a few more then. All right, Danny. Okay. Who was Who was Goldberg's first opponent on a WCW pay per view in 1997? Oh man, um, his first pay per view. Uh, um, I'm gonna say Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah, that sounded pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean that that would have been. I mean, yeah, that would have really put him over and given some credibility. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it was the young Scott Scott Steiner before he became Big Papa Pop. I might well, I might be wrong, but no. Well, you, well, you know, well, you know that that I would agree that would be like that would be like said excellent and all, and he was pretty jacked in '97 even before he did the blonde hair NWO Big Papa Pump thing. But believe it or not, Goldberg's first opponent at a WCW pay per view in '97 was. Steve Mongo McMichael. Oh. Because of yeah. the football connection. They were supposed to be yeah. the pay-per-view beforehand, which was, which was, believe it or not, the pay-per-view in 97 when they finally wrestled was Starcade 97. The one with Sting and Hogan. Uh, yeah. But they were supposed to meet in they were supposed to meet that in November, but but apparently I think McMichael took Goldberg out before even the match, before the match even started. Or something, so that so they had to wait till Starcade in order for them to meet. So, but it was at Starcade. Yeah, Steiner was there, but Steiner, his, his Scott, his brother Rick, and Ray Trailer, who God rest his soul, was the big boss man. Y'all remember him? Faced a trio yeah. from the NWO. Uh, I know Virgil was one of them. I know one of them was. Uh, um, uh, Scott Norton was another. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be Conan, but Conan, I guess, was injured or something. So believe it or not, Randy Savage took Conan's place six man tag, and in, oh, in the end, wow. and the NWO team won that match. By the way, so there you go. Uh, next one here, the Danny, oh. Danny, this one now, Fonzie. If you want to play along too, you can. I mean, if you like so, but um, but listen to this one very carefully. What two wrestlers did Eddie Guerrero defeat in a three-way that captured the IWA Mid-South title in 2002? Um, in 2002, um, yes, that would have put that put him in that uh, that nice rivalry he had with CM Punk, and I think the other one was. Uh, could have been Chris Hero as well, because uh, Chris Hero was at a. They were, uh, you know, going up and down the highways to every territory in the Midwest at that time. So uh, I know, I know, definitely one of them had to be CM Punk. Well, believe but it or not, the other one. 
Yeah, I'm going to say Chris Harrow as well. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, good guesses there. Uh, believe it or not, CM Punk is, was one of them, yes. But the other one, believe it or not, was Rey Mysterio. I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was working the indies to get some seasoning in before he uh, debuted in WWE. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So there. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, sorry, that was uh that was my cousin's baby crying. Oh. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well. Uh, rock to my baby. Okay. Next question here, guys. Who was the first wrestler to win the WWF World Title under the management of Mr. Fuji? Oh, um, I'm going to go ahead and guess Yokozuna. You would be correct, sir. It is Yokozuna. Okay. What promotion did the Bad Breed, who was Ian and Axel Rotten, originally form a tag team in? Um, I'm taking this before ECW. Um, The uh, Upper East Coast um, for ECW. Um, hey, uh, I'm trying to think of what the territories were. Uh, I know it could have been Smoky Mountain. But I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, guess that because uh, they were – a much bigger promotion at that time, and that was the, the place to make your name. Okay. Well, believe it or not, it was the Global Wrestling Federation. Okay, that that must have been in uh, Georgia then. Okay, all right. I think that was in Georgia, all right. yeah. All right. Now, Danny, I don't know if you ever bought a DVD copy of WrestleMania 22, uh, but listen to this. Listen to this very carefully. And let's see if you might know this. They did a battle royal at WrestleMania 22, which was taped specifically for the DVD home release. The question is, who won that battle royal? And Fonzie, don't say anything. Oh. I ask you this question. Oh, man. I probably watched that DVD maybe once. I borrowed it from a friend. Um, oh, man. Uh, who's this aggression era? Um, I don't think Muhammad Hassan was there just yet. Um, wow. Uh, man. Uh I, I don't know. I really don't know. Believe it or not, it was Viscera. Uh, makes yeah. sense. Okay. All right. Now this let, let now this one right here, even JD was a little bit stumped with this one after I after I when I asked him this question. But listen to this one very carefully. Early in this man's career, Shawn Michaels. Think about that, Danny. Shawn Michaels formed a tag team known as American Force 
with what wrestler? Oh, man. And this was in the WWF? I have no idea where uh, it was. I don't know when, I don't know where it was. I'll, I never heard of one in the WWF. Uh, wow. Because uh, I know uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty uh, were the Midnight Rockers in uh, AWA. Um, uh, having to do with America, I'm going to guess independence. Um, well, they say it was early in his career, so obviously that had to have been. That's probably yeah. Maybe um, in, I think he was in. Wrestled a whole lot in Texas, I guess. So maybe it was yeah, better. yeah. Well, with the Texas uh, thing, um, I think it might have been me, me and Mark Calloway. Oh, you're talking about the Undertaker, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, believe it or not, I don't know if you've heard of this man or not. I, believe it or not, he formed American Force with a wrestler named Paul Diamond. Oh, I I know. Of him, yeah, I, I know the name. Okay. You heard him? You what, JD? The Orient Express. Paul Diamond was a part of that. Yep. In the WAF. Oh, he was one of the. I, I, I thought they had mostly used Japanese wrestlers for that. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, I think uh, he was part of it. I think I'll have to go back and research it, but I'm pretty sure I know he was. Okay. All right. Well, this is this is the one I asked last night. Shawn Michaels apparently formed a team with him early in Michaels' career. It was called American. Yeah, him and Pat Tanaka. They were known as bad cops. Mm-hmm. They also went by the name Orient Express. Was it? Was he the one that wore the mask? Did one of them wear a mask? Uh, if I remember correctly, yes, because... I know they were in the AWA for a while. They went to the WWE for a couple of years. Huh? And uh, Dime was the one with this Kato. He was Kato? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, oh, yeah, I remember Kato and Tanaka. Was it, was it Royal Rumble 92? Kato and Tanaka. Kato Tanaka. Right, okay, because remember they wrestled uh, Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart. That was the first match. Right, they, also, they also fought yeah. the Walkers at the Rumble in 91 and the New Foundation at the Rumble the next year. You're right. Those are the only two pay-per-view appearances right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. I didn't, that, that's something I didn't know either. Okay. I did not know that. All right. But, Danny, it might, well, I, what I always say when you learn something here, that's what we mean. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Next yep. one right here. Okay, Danny, listen very carefully. Who was Kurt Angle's opponent? in his final WWE TV match before he went to TNA. Oh, man. Um, I, I want to say Rey Mysterio. Um, I, I think they were feuding. I, I do believe that was 06. Um. Yeah, I'm going to say Rey Mysterio. I, I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess Rey Mysterio there. But, but now you come up with some very good guesses here. No, 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 don't, don't feel bad. That's some very good guesses. Believe it or not, it was Sabu. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he didn't have a very memorable, memorable run. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, next one right here. Now, we're going we're going way back, Danny, so think about this one very, very carefully. What wrestler, excuse me, what wrestler wrestled Fritz Von Erich in Fritz's 1982 retirement match for the American title? Um, I think, yeah, that would be a WCCW. Um, I, I, um, Texas, WCCW, um, I think that was Terry Funk. Okay. So you say, you think it was, okay. Yes. Excellent answer. Believe it or not, it was King Kong Bundy. Oh, yeah, he was in WCCW, yeah. Big Daddy Bundy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now, this one... Oh, and now goes Heyman. And again... <laughs> okay. Okay, Danny, think about this one. This is another one with some choices in it, so you'll have some help right here. So listen very carefully. Okay. Who are the, which of the following four wrestlers was not defeated by The Undertaker at a WrestleMania event? Listen to the choices carefully. I'll okay. repeat this. Which of the following four wrestlers was not defeated by The Undertaker at a WrestleMania? King Kong Bundy, Ric Flair, Mankind, or Triple H? That would be Mankind. You're absolutely correct. It is Mankind. Which that, that, that match should have happened um, somewhere because um, uh, – Undertaker had a lot of repeat uh, customers on his streak, and in, in those spots, I I could have probably uh, thought of some very credible opponents for him. How come we never got to see Chris Jericho versus uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania? How come we never saw The Rock against uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania? Triple H went up against him what three times? I think. No, yeah. twice. Twice, yeah, no, twice. Um, two or three. That's somewhere in the ballpark. Anyway, no, because the second time it was it was Shawn Michaels was the guest referee. Remember those three? Yeah, uh, went out the end of an era. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, all right. Uh, now the thing about these, these three, Danny, are going to be very interesting. Here. So listen to these three questions very carefully. The first one right okay. here: Who was responsible for for being the primary trainer of Batista? Um, the primary. Um, for primarily training Batista. Basically, what the question is. This is just a wild guess here. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Killer Kowalski because he's got those ties with Triple H and everything. Right. That's a good guess. And you actually said the word wild, believe it or not. Uh, you were very, very close there. Believe it or not, it was Alpha of the Wild Samoans that probably. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I didn't know that either. I thought Mr. Perfect and Road Warrior Animal was, was two of those guys that, that, um, kind of brought him in or something. That's what I thought. Yeah, because they might have been uh, trainers down in uh, Ohio Valley and stuff, so. Although they didn't know that they, they, they met him at a bodybuilding competition. That's what I read. That's, it was animal. Yeah. They met him at a bodybuilding competition. 
because Batista was buff. I mean, he's still buff probably now, but I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, listen to this one. Barry Horowitz, I'm sure everybody remembers Barry, mm -hmm. briefly, briefly worked for WCW in 1990, forming a tag team with what legendary wrestler? Oh, I think I might have, because I follow him on Facebook. Um, I think I might have seen a picture in passing. Um, I think it might have been Jim Powers. That is an excellent guess, believe it, and believe it or not, I did not know this either. It was Moondog Spot. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how legendary can you get? <laughs> uh, uh, now, now, this one's another WCW question, uh, Danny. Listen to this one carefully. Which, and then you got choices in this one too, by the way. So, listen to okay. this. All right. Which of the following four wrestlers was not a member of the Jersey Triad in WCW. DDP, Chris Canyon, Chris Candido, or Bam Bam Bigelow? The one that was not would be uh, Chris Candido. You're absolutely correct, sir. Okay, let me know when y'all, when, whenever y'all want to stop, and I can keep on going here. Right. Um, so. Okay, well, I, I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got a couple more minutes here because. Uh, I got to get off the phone line, and I got to be getting ready for bed and, and for work here tomorrow. So I've got time okay. for a couple more questions, though. Okay, I'll tell you what. I've got, I've got six lined up right here. We'll go zoom to them pretty quickly. So, J.D. and Fonzie, bear with me right here. Let me go ahead and get that. Let me help you get through these questions here. All right, let's go. Let's okay. Go. All right, at WrestleMania, All right. WrestleMania 10, Randy Savage defeated Crook. Defeated Crush in a match with what stipulation? Um, was it a loser leave town match? Lost count anywhere. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they they weren't doing those that, that much back then. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. <sighs> what what well known recording artist? I'll just say speaker. That might be better. Has been friends with Jim Brunzel for over 20 years. Motivational speaker? Uh, recording artist. Oh, uh, recording artist. Uh, singer has been best friends with Jim Brunzel for over 20 years. Oh, man. Uh, dang. Uh, Dang, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. This is like you'll find out something new here. Believe it or not, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, wow. He's best, Jim Jones, best friends of Bruce Springsteen. All right. All right, next question. Okay. Who did Randy Savage choose as his partner at Survivor Series 92 to go against Ric Flair and Razor Ramon? Oh shit! Ninety-two uh, Survivor Series. Um, damn, I I need to get start getting down on my network more often. Um, I, I think it was Jake the Snake. That's a good as a good guess. It was believe it was Mr. Oh, it was Mr. Dang. Okay. All right, couple, three, three more here. Then 
Who was okay. the winner? Who was the winner of the first match on the first ever episode of WCW Tinder on January 8th, 1998? Um, wow, winner of the first match of Thunder. Uh, on the first ever episode of Thunder in 1998, yeah. Who was the winner? In 98, um, not too many NWO guys would make that trip there. Uh, I think it was Prince Iakea. That's a good that's a good that's a good guess. Believe it or not, it was Randy Savage. Ah. Okay. Uh, and one and one and all I'm gonna say about the answer to this question, I just hope JD does not go off if you actually right. I'm not gonna say anything. Very carefully. What longtime WWE character was killed off at the end of the 2004 Great American Bash? Unfortunately, he should have gotten a way bigger push, and unfortunately, real life had to happen. Um, that would be Muhammad Hassan. Believe it or not, and I'm not going to say it because I know JD probably is going to want to do it. It was Paul Bearer. Oh, Paul Bearer. Oh, 2004. I'm thinking about 2007. 2004, yes. Yeah. One more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Go ahead, J.D. I don't think Danny heard you. Go ahead. Do your impression. Go ahead. J.D. I'm back. All right, J.D. J.D., do your impression right fast. Oh, yeah. I will admit that he does a very good one. <laughs> last one here, Danny. Then, like I said, you got to go. You got to go. I understand. Okay, here we yep. go. On the first ever episode of Tuesday Night Titans, I'm sure you remember that, uh, <laughs> clip, clips were shown of Jesse Ventura destroying one of Uncle Elmer's prized possessions. What was it? Oh, man. Uh, I, uh, um, I want to say a truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to say, say a pickup truck. Well, that's a, and that's, a, that's a great guess. Believe it or not, it was a Rolex squatch. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Well, like I said, we learn something new every night here, Danny. That's right. I may use these for for um, the uh, uh, trivia thing, maybe. Uh, the trivia yeah, title. I like it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. These are some doozies, man. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Uh, Danny, anything else you want to add before you close up our yeah, um, yeah. Before uh, the uh, rocket's red glare, the bombs burst in air for for another night here. Um, like I like I always say, man, I look forward every week to coming on here and shooting the shit and talking wrestling and venting when I need to, and it's always fun. Um, next weekend is going to be a very busy weekend um, in pro wrestling, so. There's a lot to look forward to, a lot on the plate. Um, 
hopefully these uh, go-homes for Raw and SmackDown are decent, and hopefully uh, sooner rather than later, Bischoff and uh, Paul Heyman can go get in there, work their magic, and give us a damn good show. Um, now, AEW is going to be a, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate how this show had to be, but they're going to be benefiting the victims of gun violence, and they're doing such good work, man. And, you know, these, these matches, I guess, aren't, aren't going to be any type of canon. So, you know, I'm not sure if there's going to be any titles on the line or any big-time stipulations leading into uh, into uh, all, it, all out and stuff. So, um, but they're they're continuing to just give us great stuff, and I'm looking forward to next week. Um, it's going to be a hell of a weekend. Hopefully, extreme rules, lackluster uh, build and, and hype, but hopefully, it should go off really well. Um, but with that being said, um, I got to get some dinner and I got to get to bed because it's going to be, you know, speaking of busy weekends. Yeah. I, and like I said before, I hope the U.S. women's uh, soccer team, I want nothing short of complete and utter dominance and annihilation. First, second, uh, and Alex Morgan better score. And then they just better just – I don't want any lead changes. I don't want any uh, of them coming back from behind. I, I do not want this to be ending on penalties. No, make make me feel at least a little bit better for having a Miss Virgil Flynn's final show. On and Saturday. then you got the guys playing for the Gold Cup too. Yes, and then, yeah, the, the – the, Actually, they're actually doing something. I'm impressed because uh, mm-hmm. I like the women's team way better than I like the men's team. <laughs> Let's just put it that no, way. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that being said, guys, um, I'm going to get on out of here. Um, have a good, good week. Have a good weekend. I hope everybody had fun last night. And I will talk to you guys uh, weekly. You know, I'll, I'll be in the chat on Facebook, and then I'll see you guys back here next week. Okay, Danny. All right, buddy. It was great to talk right, to you guys. on the Chris Pete yep, thing. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. Yes, um, I'm trying to. I'm trying. Yeah, I'll update on that. I'm trying to uh, get things going as far as a, a new Twitter account goes because there's some a lot of bullshit with my old one and it's dead. So, um, Chris Peeps has helped me out with that. So, uh, when when all that happens and I'm back on Twitter, then I'll uh, hit him up and get you all the information you need. Because uh, that will be one hell of a show right there. Uh, oh, but, uh, yeah, I got to go, guys. Take care, Danny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, take care, guys. Thank Good night, guys. You too, Dan. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Danny was Danny from North Park. We thank him for popping on here as always here tonight. Uh, oh, speaking of which, J.D., I don't know if you read this or not, but I saw a video on YouTube talking about it have something to do with the U.S. women's soccer team. Um, and I got to get your take on it. I'm sure you've probably seen and heard about it by now. Apparently, one of their players says that she, says that she will not respect Donald Trump. Did you hear about yes. this? Yes, I did. Sound off on this, please. I'd like, I'd like to hear your take. Okay. I mean, we all have different views on political things. I understand that. But at the same time, however, she's speaking up on what she feels and saying, however, that if the U.S. should win the soccer championship, that she is one of the few, I think, in the uh, uh, team that will not go to the White House. However, I don't think the whole team might go. 
<laughs> I don't think the whole team will go, yeah, you're right, Fonzie. And I know, I mean, it's it's weird, but go figure, you know. So we'll have to wait and mm-hmm. see what happens. But um, as far as my final thoughts go, a couple things. First off, however, I'm sure everyone heard about this, a couple things, three sports things. First off, however, earlier today, I'm sure a lot of people heard, however, about former uh, New England Patriots Superman Teddy Bruschi, one of the nicest guys in the league. Apparently, he had a stroke yesterday. He is recovering, however, mind you, and he recognized the warning signs immediately. And as a result, however, apparently he is recovering now. However, so our prayers and thoughts are with his friends and family, certainly, however, and hopefully he will be feeling better very, very soon. One of the nicest guys, if not one of the coolest down-to-earth people you ever want to talk to, both on or off the field. Again, he is in a sturdy Memorial Hospital right now, and he is currently taking, uh, he is recovering from this very serious issue that happened yesterday. Two, Fonzie, I'm sure, saw this today, and it's pretty funny. You talk about funny how our Christine Yelich, however, gave boaters in Pittsburgh's Allegheny River a reminder today. In fact, however, if you sail too close to the Pirates Ballpark, prepare to be boarded. Case in point, he uh, was smashing out home runs in home run derby today at PNC Park earlier in batting practice. Yeah, fact, yeah, one of them yeah. Broke the window of a houseboat, believe it or not. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. Heard, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, and then I just heard this moments ago, apparently in Las Vegas, an earthquake hit Las Vegas. We understand how our minds you inside the Las Vegas Summer League right now. Fans have been told to stay in their seats, however. Meanwhile, the game between the Spurs and the Magic continue at the Smart Cox Pavilion, but at the Thomas and Mack Center, right in the heart of the Strip right now, there, uh, for the second day in a row in less than two days, an earthquake has hit the West Coast. There's no word on any fatalities or injuries yet, but, of course, we will keep you up to date with this story. Again, it did happen, however, a little while ago, and hopefully everyone's okay in Las Vegas, considering what happened yesterday after that very serious 6.4 earthquake that struck California. Okay. You um, forgot uh, about another thing too, JD. The dude that? from Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah, I, I think yeah, I did mention that last night. Yeah, our prayers with him too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, who lost his arm in a very serious car wreck yesterday. I did mention. I kind of mentioned that a little bit last. I think I did mention that. I said yes. Thank you, Fonzie. Yes, we talked about that 21-year-old who was injured in a very serious car wreck, and is like like uh, Fonzie said, however, uh, hopefully our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family after he lost his arm in a very serious wreck, however, uh, earlier this week, yes. And as Danny said earlier, however, uh, we definitely want to wish the USA ladies the best of luck on Sunday morning, however, a big game against the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can wrap it up in style. It has been a very, very good run for the ladies so far. And hopefully they finish it out in style and uh, come home with the medal, however, in uh, the championship on Sunday. If not... Uh, it was a hell of a run, but I don't think uh, they'd want to settle for second best. They want to take it all, and uh, we'll see on Sunday mm-hmm. if they can do it against the Dutch. And I think they got a good, good chance. But we'll talk about that Monday on episode 197 of Raw Radio. We're going to have a busy, busy Monday, to say the least. So not only are we going to have to talk about AEW's fight for the fall and how and break down the card individual, we'll talk about Extreme Rules. And, yes, we'll have a special surprise for possibly maybe the birthday boy in China. And we don't know whose birthday that could be, but... Uh, we will definitely be hopefully having the birthday boy on with us as well as the rest of the gang in celebrating the birthday boy's birthday hour and break down the card individually as well as our raw ratings and predictions for the go-home show of Extreme Rules. Will it be better than last week and will improve after a somewhat half-decent week? We'll be improving this week. We'll get a little bit better. 
we'll let you know starting at 3 p.m. So join myself, John, Fonzie, and the gang as we are counting down the final four episodes before we hit 200 less than four weeks from, actually three weeks from this coming Monday. So this will be 197, so be ready. It will be fun. I can guarantee you. Absolutely. We do thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Uh, Fonzie, anything else you want to share before we close up shop for the night? No. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you very much, there, gentlemen. On that note here, I do want to thank do want to thank everyone for listening in here tonight on episode 693 of Revolution. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, two weeks from tonight, yes, indeed, two weeks from tonight, July 19th, we hit number 700. And also, I will go ahead and report one more time that I think that talk show is going to be sh- showcasing Revolution on their on their uh, site. Uh, also, uh, probably, I think on Instagram, too, I think they're going to do that because uh, um, I follow them on Instagram. So if you so if you got it, if you hear anything about WCWS on there, that's what they're talking about right there. Episode 700, like I said, in two, two weeks from the night, <clears throat> July the 19th, that'll be our magical night here, folks. But like I said, we'll like I said, we'll we we'll, we can't we're counting down right now. We're seven episodes out already, and we look forward, to, of course, to hitting that big mark here coming up here. Like I said, two weeks from this evening. I do also want to thank, of course, the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo, also the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, as well as of course Danny from Oak Park here this evening. I do also notice here that we did have a couple of visitors on our live video feed here from WWS Nitro Thunder. Of course, our own human suplex machine, John Gross, did join us here for a short time here. We do thank you for, for listening in here tonight. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do also uh, want to thank uh, who uh, someone else special, someone JD does talk talks about here about all the time here as well. He is a WWS Hall of Famer. He is a general manager of Heaven Wrestling Federation. And also he does his own little podcast, I think, I do believe there, J.D. I think you Captain know Captain Bonus Podcast, our good friend, Captain Dave Spieler. Yes, indeed. Our, and I believe Captain Dave was last, I believe just last Saturday, I believe, returned back in action, unless he's returning this weekend. But uh, definitely do not miss his podcast, Tower. Tell him, J.D., the Ice Man, send you for all your independent wrestling needs, the Captain Corners Podcast. Absolutely. Thank you very much there, J.D. A uh, couple quick plugs I won't, definitely want to bring out here to you. First off, don't forget, uh, coming back up here next week, of course, obviously our eBay store will be, uh, will be of course, back in action here. Of course, Perpetual Uniquity Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual, where we have, like I said, still have left under 300 items, of course, for sale, including Kiss and other rock and roll memorabilia, men's, women's, and children's clothing, classic Hot Wheels cars, also, of course, uh, other knickknacks here as well. And even, of course, video games for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, and PSP. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, why they last. They may not be on there that much longer. But uh, be sure to check out, of course, uh, like I said, the, the selections we have in our of our DVDs, uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. Of course, every favorite of everything, range of everything from action, drama, comedy, to TV series, wrestling, and horror animated other children's movies, definitely check them all out here as well. Remember, Perpetual Uniquity is ebay.com forward slash str forward slash Perpetual Uniquity. Once again, P-E-R-P-E-T-U-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. 
Remember, a perpetual unique one, it is internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. And also, don't forget here, of course, JD's a, a big time follower of this here now, and I do think JD Bray supported this. Of course, I'm referring to Bulldog DVD sales, facebook.com forward slash group sports slash Bulldog DVD sales, where we currently have a big, wide, wide selection right now, several lists to choose from of some of your favorite movies, of course, everything ranging from, like you said, drama, comedy, animated, uh, action, uh, music, sports, by the way, a um, bunch of different TV series. There's a bunch of different ones. A lot of them have their own, uh, under their own umbrella. Some of them are kind of, or is this a mixed variety, a grab bag, of course, if, if you remember the term grab bag, that's, that, that's the best way to describe it. So ranging in price from $1 to $5 there, folks, you're looking at some of the best, like I said, in the world. And like I said, don't and forget, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. WWS personally checks out each and every one of these. And I can also well uh, keep you well assured that none of these DVDs are have any problems whatsoever. All DVDs are in full-time, great, excellent, wonderful condition. And like I said, selling like I said from one to five dollars, of course, uh, one disc, two disc, three disc. Hey, we have some there about six or seven every that we have, like I said, for a for a, for a bargain and a half there, folks. And you will definitely, you will definitely enjoy enjoy the uh, selection, like I said. But check out, like I said, Facebook.com forward slash group sports slash Bulldog DVD sales, where of course the logo is. We take the bite out of the cost, and you can enjoy your your favorite <clears throat> your 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 favorite selections. So there you go. Be sure to check that out there, indeed. For the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and Danny from Oak Park. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinchaw saying thank you very much for listening. And we will join you, of course, here next week here in the Radio Network. I'll be back on tomorrow with Power Hour, 141-364-POUND, tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock, as we will review everything that took place here in the Radio Network. Plus, also, of course, tomorrow's wrestling history and birthdays. There's some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Be sure to listen in on that. Revolution episode 693 is a broadcast. And thank you very much, J.D., uh, Revolution 693 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Take care of yourselves and each other out there, folks. Have a tremendous weekend. Enjoy looking at, checking out all, check out all of our groups on Facebook. Check out all of our past episodes on TalkShoe. And remember here, folks, like I said, <clears throat> like I said, since 2015, your source for everything in wrestling, pop culture, and everything, of course, in between, as we always say, this is indeed the WCWS Radio Network. And here is the Iceman with tonight's closing theme. We all ready? Go for it. Okay, I didn't know. Sorry. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.